Chapter 31, Mom's Week. I can't believe Mom has given up one of her days to let me spend the night at Imani's house. I think she knows Imani could use a little friend time over everything that's happened. It's Friday, so there's no school tomorrow. Midnight movies? Yeah. It took like a million phone calls and texts between Imani's parents and both sets of my parents to get this set up. According to some legal mucky muck, both of my parents have to sign off on my staying with anyone else but one of them. There are permission forms and everything. What a pain. Imani's mom picks us up after school. We sit on either side of her baby sister in her car seat in the silver SUV. Hey, little Kendi. Aiku, I'm so glad you're awake. Oh, look, she smiled at me. Imani strokes her sister's fingers, then gently the side of her face. Kendi's smile is like sunshine as she gazes at her big sister. It stinks that Heather couldn't come, I say, as I dangle a fuzzy bunny in front of the baby. Yeah, bummer. But I guess she couldn't miss her grandma's birthday party. We'll text her every five minutes, or at least every hour. Then she says, hey, mom, can we stop by the mall on the way home? We want to hit up the new slime store. Sure thing, her mother says and puts on her blinker. You girls want to hear some music? She asks. Nah, that's okay, Mom. We'll just listen to the stuff on our phones, Imani replies. Your music is kind of old school. Her mom laughs, fakes like she's insulted, and says, I'll show you. She turns the car radio up crazy loud to an oldie station, and we groove to that, singing all the way to the mall. I think the baby likes the music, too. She cools and makes cute little baby noises as we sing. Imani's mom let us run into the mall alone to get our slime supplies. They've got new colors and fragrances and glitter, all kinds of things, different ingredients to use. I get stuff to make glittery gold. That'll up my slime game. We race back to the car, loaded up with fresh colors and possibilities. Mrs. Booner tosses Imani her phone. Call the pizza place and order a couple. Tell them to deliver. The order should get there about the same time we do. Thanks, Mom, Imani says. We order one with double extra cheese and pepperoni (laughs) and one with everything except anchovies. What's an anchovy anyway, I ask. Imani makes a face. A totally unnecessary pizza accessory. The baby falls asleep as we ride. I show Imani a new game I found on my phone. By the time we get to level five, we're at her house. It's funny. I've known Imani since third grade, but we hardly ever do sleepovers. I've been to a couple of her birthday parties, and she came to one that I had at the skating rink the year I turned eight. But everybody went to their own homes after it was over. Imani's house is on the street. That's like a half a circle. So it's quiet with not much traffic. (laughs) She talked about a COVID sack. (laughs) Her mom grabs the baby, car seat and all, and heads up the walkway. That thing has got to be heavy. Imani runs ahead of us to unlock the door. Their golden retriever, Hash Brown, bounds out to greet us. Hey, Hashy, Imani crones, trying to hug the dog who runs in circles and yelps with joy. I think about Anastasia's little dog, Fifi, who barely bothered to get up and greet anybody, especially not me. We leave our shoes in the foyer, and I look around, finding myself wishing Anastasia could see this. The walls are painted in tones of orange and brown and gold. 
paintings, all of them with images of places and people and animals of Africa <laughs> hang on every wall. Only a few of these were up when I was last here. Masks, framed mud cloths, small sculptures, beadwork, a tall wooden giraffe, three small elephants, clearly a family, on a table, two brightly painted but well-worn drums, the skin pulled tightly across the top, decorated with rope and beadwork. Wow, is all I can say. I walk over to one of the drums. Can I touch it? Sure, Imani says. My dad's only rule is always touch it with respect. I run my finger across the top so smooth. I tap it lightly with the three middle fingers. It talks back. I quickly jerk my hand away. It gives me chills. The good kind. It's called a djembe. Mm. Excuse me, y'all. <clears throat> it's called a djembe, Imani explains. You ought to hear my dad play it. He t he's teaching me. We head upstairs to Imani's room. She's got twin beds. Nice. Her room is painted pale yellow and also has lots of cool African decorations. A huge stuffed lion sits in the corner. The peaks is here, her mom calls up to us. So we run back down in the kitchen and suddenly full of the rich smell of soft cheese and spicy sauce. Go ahead and take that stuff into the TV room, girls, <laughs> Mrs. Booner says. Orange juice and Sprite are in the fridge. Help yourselves. I'm going to feed the baby. Thanks, Mom, Imani calls as her mother heads upstairs. We'll save you half the, of the pepperoni. You two clean up when you're done, you hear? Okay, Mom, got it. Imani clicks on the big screen TV, and we channel surf as we eat. I call the last piece of pepperoni, Imani cries out. Not if I get it first, I counter grabbing it. Hey, try going to the movie section and let's see what we can watch for free. Good idea, Imani clicks on movies and starts to scroll down. Nope, saw that. Ick, my mom would kill us, we laugh. Hmm, maybe. She clicks again and we both gasp. The selection is an old cowboy movie called Hang 'em High. The frame shows a cowboy with a flat brimmed hat scowling like he's really angry. He's looking directly at a noose which fills the screen. Imani drops the remotes and starts shaking. I snatch it up and click the red button and turn the whole system off. Imani won't stop shaking. I don't know what to do, so I call her mother. She must have sensed panic in my voice because she comes running into the room. What's wrong? She asks in full alert. She sits beside Imani. What happened, honey? Imani's fighting back tears, still shaking like a leaf. Miss Bonner looks at me. What happened? There was a... She saw a noose, I stammered. On the screen. It was from a movie. It just showed up really large on the big screen. We were just looking for something to watch, and I think it freaked her out. Her mother rocks Imani back and forth, back and forth, until she calms down. You okay, sweetie? She asks. Should I call Daddy to come home from work? Imani gulps and shakes her head. I'm okay. Really. Don't bother Daddy. Then she looks at me, probably a little embarrassed. I grab her hand. Do you want me to go home? I ask. No, she cries. Please stay. I need the company. Okay. But no more cowboy movies, I tell her, handing her a tissue. Her mom nods in agreement and leaves us to ourselves. Let's see if we can find the princess bride, I say. True love and magical spells and all that. Bet, she says. We actually find the movie and settle in to watch both of us acting like nothing happened. But later when Imani puts 
it on pause so we can take a break to put our popcorn in the microwave i look at her you're still really spazzed out aren't you i asked yeah i get nightmares sometimes she admits i don't blame you i tell her there was no reason for logan to be so mean and hateful she looks at me her eyes pleading i just can't stop trying to figure it out she says but seriously it makes no sense I don't understand why Logan would do that. Like, just because of a class discussion, he had to make it personal? Like, totally mean. I didn't deserve that. True that, I tell her. (laughs) Some people are just sick, I guess. I think back to what John Mark told me about when I was a kid. It just sucks. Was it because my skin is dark? I love my skin. I love how I stand out in a crowd of paler people. It makes me feel just really really proud i look at imani what she just said blew me away the sound of popcorn bursting is in the background can i ask you something izzy sure she pauses then asks does this kind of stuff you know racial stuff ever happen to you i hesitate one click then i say yeah it does sometimes Like, how? Well, sometimes when I'm with my mom, people look at us twice. Like, they look me up and down, then mom. Like, are they supposed to be together? Like a, does she belong to that white lady look? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I get it. She pauses, takes the popcorn out of the microwave and puts it in a dish of butter to melt it. What about when you're with your dad? Nope. I never get those looks when I'm with him, I admit. But on a rare occasion, when I'm with mom and my dad at the same time, like Sundays when we do custody changes, people sometimes do look twice really quickly to see why I'm with a white lady and a black man. I pour the melted butter onto the popcorn. Then I ask, what's it like to live with both your parents at the same time? She shrugs. Everybody's family is different, she replies, sidestepping the question. I guess we just deal with what we got. Sometimes I wonder what it would be like if my parents got back together, I admit. But that's not going to happen. Not in a million years. Imani nods thoughtfully. That custody stuff must suck. I don't know what I'd do if I had to divide myself between my mom and my dad and move to a different house every week. It sucks. Scissors, I tell her. Now put the movie back on so we can focus on Buttercup and Wesley and their search for true love. We watched the movie twice before we head for bed.